This is All About Wine on Blog Talk Radio, the talk show dedicated to the wine industry since 2009, featuring winemaker, cellar master, vineyardist, and tasting expert, Ron. Basically, what we're trying to do on this program is just trying to educate people and trying to make wine less confusing and more friendly. From coast to coast and around the world. You know, we really have had some some neat people on the program. I, I just... I love that. Call our guest line at any time during the live show at area code 646-727-3235. And let's talk about wine. Again, the phone number to call is 646-727-3235. And now, All About Wine is on. Here's Ron. Ron is in the house. Ron is not here. Not here. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, thank you, bus people, of course. We always say thank you to the bus people. Uh, Ron, uh, this is Mike here, and uh, I'm usually doing the produ- production of the show in the background uh, while Ron does uh, all the all the reads and, and all the news and information and everything for the hour. Uh, but he is out this week. Uh, he had a dentist appointment yesterday, um, Wednesday, uh, but he will be back next week on August the 9th for the next show. And uh, I, I visited him. He doesn't know this yet, but I visit. Well, he does know because I was talking to him, but he was out. He was like, Phew. he was feeling it though. That's for sure. Uh, and I, and I recorded it. So I thought it, maybe I'd play the recording for you. Uh, hold on just a second. Let me a plane flying over. Wow. That's low. <laughs> anyway, let me go ahead and play this for you real quick. This is uh, when I visited uh, uh, Ron while he was in the uh, dentist chair. Hold on. Hey, Ron, how's it going? Hey. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. That's not good. Ooh. Hey. Okay, Ron. Look, it'll be over soon, okay? Uh, we're going to do a show now. <laughs> oh. Yeah, okay. All right. Ooh, that does not sound good. Okay, so... Uh, that was uh, that was live audio. Well, live audio recorded uh, yesterday while uh, Ron was at the dentist office. So uh, hope you're doing much better after after that. And uh, all right, let's get serious, <laughs> shall we? So anyway, I'm going to do the show tonight. It's going to be a very very short show. It'll be done in about ten minutes. I'm just kidding, and I have no idea. But uh, we'll see how long this goes. And uh, but it's going to be a short show, uh, very abbreviated. Just a couple of uh, news items and uh, some products and. Uh, things like that. So we'll see what we can do. Uh, Now, before that, uh, as most of you may know, by the end of February, uh, Florida State's winery uh, had closed. And uh, Florida State's winery was Florida's fourth longest uh, running winery that was and it was established in 2001. Um, On the winery's uh, Facebook page, which is still operating right now, Ron and Kathy announced they still have some products and accessories for sale. And they are going for cheap. (laughs) I'm cheap i saw wine glasses for two dollars uh many accessories of all kinds and wines are heavily discounted so uh, be sure to get them while you can um for more information and to see what they have left contact florida state's winery on their facebook page or you can email ron directly at allaboutwine101 at gmail.com for details but don't wait because once supplies are sold out that's it and uh, he, he still has uh, some uh, strawberry port wine, which is absolutely delicious. This is a great time to pick some up, uh, see what he has left, and uh, definitely, uh, definitely contact him yeah, if you're interested. But, uh, yeah, all kinds of stuff. There's, there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of items available, so at least there were. 
but you got to, you got to contact them. Uh, now we do some news here. Um, and I got a question for you. Would you buy wine if a celebrity was attached to it? Well, apparently fans of the American rock band Pearl Jam did. A specially designed box set called Home X Away was made and sanctioned by Pearl Jam. It was made, but <laughs> they didn't make it. I'll tell you it was made by. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> the boxes contained four bottles of wine and were sold for $150, which comes out to about $37.50 per bottle. The wines were created, here we go, by Mark McNeely of Mark Ryan Winery and Trey Bush of Sleight of Hand Cellars, collectively known as the Underground Wine Project. Pearl Jam's art crew designed the wine labels for each of the bottles. Now, Pearl Jam sent an email newsletter announcing the wine deal, and the 450 limited edition boxes were sold out within 12 minutes, and all profits went to the band's charity, the Vitology Foundation. The promotion raised $67,500 for the charity. Yay! Uh, very good. And Pearl Jam is set to begin a four-city a tour called the Home Shows and the Away Shows. Uh, that's this month in August. Uh, they will appear in Seattle at Safeco Field, Missoula, Montana at Washington Grizzly Stadium, Chicago's Wrigley Field, and Boston's Fenway Park. But it doesn't matter because, like the special wine set, the tour is already sold out as well. Uh, let's see other news here. As of Tuesday, fires in Mendocino and Lake Counties have destroyed more than 74,000 acres. Entire communities are evacuating, and so far, about 10,000 people have done so. And vineyards in the area are responding. Uh, in Kelseyville, grower Brock Zoller estimated one fire was about five miles from his ranch and decided to stay to try to save their property from potential small fires that may spread. There is also concern for smoke damage to the vineyards. Uh, Don Angel Cellars in Lakeport closed on Saturday as the owners were evacuating. And as the fires approach some in the affected areas, others have been given the all clear to return. Like uh, Fetzer Vineyards, uh, also in Mendocino County, was set to reopen Tuesday after the evacuation order was given last Friday. Uh, we go way back in all about wine history, which began in 2009, way back to uh, July 21st, 2011. Our guest was uh, Christopher Gerling. Uh, he was an extension associate, is an extension associate at the New York State Agricultural Experiment Station in Geneva, New York. And he's also with the Viticulture and Enology Program at Cornell University. And he was a guest on All About Wine. Well, Russell Moss has joined the Viticulture and Enology team at Cornell as a lecturer in viticulture in the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences. Um, Russell Moss holds multiple degrees in viticulture and enology from Virginia Tech and Lincoln University in New Zealand. He has managed vineyards and made wine in New Zealand, California, Oregon, and France. And as you may know, Cornell University is home to one of the top viticulture and enology programs in the world and has been studying grapes since the 1800s. Shipping wines from New York are... <laughs> 
beware, UPS and FedEx have been confiscating and disposing of some wines shipped from New York retail stores to customers out of state. And it is perfectly legal since shipping wine by retail stores to and from New York is illegal. According to a statement issued by UPS, UPS does not confiscate packages, but does reserve the right to dispose of any alcoholic beverages from locations where shippers are prohibited from shipping. When feasible, UPS will return such shipments to the shipper. If that isn't possible, UPS will dispose of the shipment in accordance with the law. Retailers who are breaking the law by attempting to ship wine will have little legal recourse. And only 14 states and the District of Columbia allow out-of-state retailers to ship wines to their residents. And UPS and FedEx are aggressively enforcing individual states' liquor laws. Work continues to bring the other states into the 21st century. And retailers are petitioning the U.S. Supreme Court, good luck with that, to (laughs) to hear a case about the conflict between the 21st Amendment and the Commerce Clause cited in Granholm v. Held. The 21st Amendment ended prohibition and allows states to enact their own liquor laws. Now, in Tennessee, a group of local retailers wants to prevent Total Wine and More from opening a store in the state. In Tennessee, by law, liquor store owners must be residents of the state for two years before getting a retail license. A U.S. federal district court and circuit court of appeals ruled that law was unconstitutional for violating the Commerce Clause. And good luck getting the Supreme Court's attention. (laughs) Apparently, they only hear about 3% of the cases it is asked to officiate. (laughs) What does the Supreme Court do with the other 97% of their time? What? 3% of the cases. Unbelievable. Okay. Uh, Let's see, in Napa Valley, Outpost Wines will soon be flying the French flag after a French insurance and wine company purchased the 5,000-case winery. The deal includes a winery building, 28 acres of vines, and 14 unplanted acres on Howell Mountain. The estate is located about 2,200 feet above sea level and was established in 1998. The Outpost grows a few varieties, including Zinfandel, Petit Syrah, and Grenache, but has won the most acclaim for its Cabernet. Outpost Wines was reportedly sold for approximately $40 million. Okay, let's go over to Spain now. Last month, officials with Spain's Civil Guard announced that they had broken up a counterfeiting ring that had been operating for four years, allegedly producing fake bottles of collectible Spanish wines like Pingas and Bodegas Vega Sicilia. Officers arrested four people in connection with the allegations and are investigating four more. The suspects face charges ranging from money laundering, to crimes against industrial property and public health. Operations were found in Madrid and Marbella and other locations. Authorities uncovered approximately 1,800 fake Pingus and Vega Cecilia labels, uh, also computers used to falsify labels, and a punching machine uh, which was used to print on corks. The owner of a restaurant was one of the four suspects arrested. Now, the scheme involved purchasing wine for around $20 and then relabeling them as high-end bottles with prices ranging between $1,600 
and $2,200. The wines were sold at auctions. What is my laser printer doing? <laughs> the, the wines were sold at auctions, private clients, uh, and to hotels and restaurants. The offenders may have banked an estimated $1.7 million in profits. <laughs> profits. Oh, let's see. What else can we do? The uh, A New Zealand winery has been fined more than 15,000 New Zealand dollars. That's New Zealand dollars, which converts to about 10,201 U.S. dollars after it was convicted of illegally manufacturing and selling liquidated stock and dodging taxes. Century Hill Winery of New Plymouth on New Zealand's North Island was placed into liquidation at the request of New Zealand Customs in April 2016 after it failed to pay a debt owed from unpaid excise duty totaling more than $280,000. The business and its assets were taken under the liquidator's control, including equipment and a stock of bottled wine. And let's see, a large-scale survey of alcohol beverage consumers commissioned by E&J Gallo Winery exposed some foundational changes in attitudes. The KUBE study conducted by Luth Research, that's LuthResearch.com, quizzed 23,000 survey respondents and explored nearly 100,000 alcohol beverage purchase and usage occasions. According to the study, 73% of wine drinkers think that wine pairs better with meals than any other beverage. We knew that. But the thousands of wineries trying to expand sales of dry wines might be surprised to learn that 60% of wine drinkers say they prefer a little sweetness. And 66% of consumers in general change their drinking uh, or drink depending on where they are and what they're doing. That interesting. And let's see, we'll talk about the wine storage. <laughs> and okay. <laughs> We've uh, often said that wine is for drinking. You know, it's, it's a consumable. Yeah, the labels are great and you might keep the bottles around for decorations or whatnot. But wine is a consumable that should be consumed. Uh, but if you need to store your wine, experts say you should do it in a cool area with a constant temperature. The sweet spot is around 55 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, wine can be stored at temperatures as high as 69 degrees Fahrenheit without long-term negative effects. White wine should be served between 45 and 52 degrees Fahrenheit and red wines between 58 and 65 degrees Fahrenheit. According to WineEnthusiast.com, the rule of thumb is the lighter the wine, the colder it should be served, and the bigger the wine, the warmer it should be served. But realistically, all wine, like red, white, sparkling, etc., should be stored at between 53 and 57 degrees Fahrenheit. So if you're in the market for a wine fridge, you should consider the intended purpose uh, you know, while you're shopping. Will you be using the fridge for service, storage, or both? If the purpose is for service or both, you should consider a dual-zone unit. If it is strictly for storage, 
you can go with a one or single temperature fridge. Uh, wine fridges or coolers are offered in several styles and sizes with capacities from six to 200 bottles or more. Uh, they can be under the counter or built in, furniture style, freestanding, that kind of thing. And uh, prices range from less than $200 for smaller wine refrigerators uh, up to the thousands for larger units. Um, you can always shop around for the best deals online or better yet, just drink the wine. <laughs> um, we'll talk about some more products here. Let's see what we have on uh, Facebook. Uh, which I frequent uh, a lot to get the latest real news <clears throat> and and deals more like scams. I keep seeing an ad for uh, collapsible wine glass. It isn't a glass. It's it's made of silicone. Uh, now, I don't have to drink my wine in a glass or some of you perfectionists who do, uh, but I've used a plastic cup before and, and to me, I don't taste the difference. Uh, but to a purist, it may, it may be a requirement that you drink and experience wine in a glass. Okay, that's fine. Um, it, I, it doesn't matter, but to me, but, uh, I never thought of silicone as a material suitable for drinking wine or any other beverage, uh, but the material apparently has its benefits. Uh, flexible silicone wine glasses are portable. They are easily transportable and can uh, even fit in your pocket. I mean, they kind of fold up. Um, you don't have to worry about breaking them uh, because it's not glass. It's flexible silicone. And uh, the silicone glasses are dishwasher safe and stain proof. Uh, some companies are able to add customized printing on the silicone wine glass um, and they're cheap and many sellers offer lifetime warranties um, uh, what was it on Amazon I saw a set of four they were 14 ounce glasses a set of four clear silicone glasses these things uh, for about $17 and uh, other sellers uh, are even less than that uh, there is no stem or base uh, they don't make that classic glass sound when tapped against another glass um, but for their intended purpose and durability you know they may be worth looking into um, if you travel if you have an rv that kind of thing this might be a good alternative to to uh, you know keeping glass in the cabinets and um, it, they're unbreakable <laughs> um, if you are a wine perfectionist though this might not be uh, for you now some years ago i remember I remember seeing high school kids. Now, these are kids who were caught with water bottles filled with alcohol instead of water. Uh, yeah, that's right. Your precious little angel would uh, empty the water and replace it with vodka or tequila or, or some other clear alcoholic beverage and enter their high school functions or a day at the water park or theme park and basically get drunk and have a party. Uh, and of course, the irresponsible parent would always say, uh, it's not my child. Well, guess what? <laughs> it was. Uh, I don't personally agree with uh, with this product and uh, only see one purpose for this product, the Porto Vino wine purse. Not because I don't carry purses, but because of the above uh, uh, and, and what, what the purpose is uh, that it seems to be. Uh, but for around $70 and up, you can have a stylish looking handbag or purse with a concealed secret compartment that holds your alcoholic beverage. The outside is designed like a regular inconspicuous handbag made with a, a sense of true fashion. Um, my only guess as to the reason this was created was that the inventor or inventors were repeatedly told they could not bring their own alcohol into a sporting event, a children's band or choir concert or some other school function or church or on a plane or amusement park. I'm, I, what was the reason for it? That's, uh, you know, that, that, that was just my guess. Uh, what other motivation would you have to create this? 
in the description, of course, they mention other beverages you can carry in the 1.5 liter reservoir, such as water, Gatorade, or, or juice for the kids. And of course, bring the kids into it, you know, because insulated bottles and, and portable coolers are just too obvious. Uh, everything about it is for concealment. It even conceals the pouring spout under a flap. Um, you know, when you go somewhere that doesn't allow you to bring your own alcohol, and, and many places have such restrictions, this is where you would use it, right? This product reminds me of those people stopped at a border checkpoint and the canine is walking around the car, sniffs the car outside and stops at the back tires and does his thing. And the agents tear open the tire and find several bags of controlled substances, which are illegal. This has the same basic thing to it. You're, you're, you're trying to, to conceal what you're taking into some place that probably doesn't allow it in the first place and, and you're trying to get away with it. Why? Uh, at some point, venues or other businesses which restrict what you take in, they'll catch on to these handbags and stop you at the gate. Uh, then what do you do? You know, uh, maybe like the rest of us, you'll just have to comply with their rules. No way. And deal with purchasing your alcohol fix at the venue. Or maybe watch the kids play while sober. Wouldn't that be something? I'm sure if that happens, uh, someone will invent another product to uh, conceal your, your drinking. Uh, also, uh, let's see, speaking of wine glass alternatives, I also found this uh, on Amazon. <laughs> I visit Amazon a lot. Don't tell. Uh, Corksicle. Corksicle has a 12-ounce triple insulated stemless glass, which is, they say, perfect for wine. The Corksicle was designed in Orlando, Florida, which uh, may be why uh, they have added all new Unicorn Magic and Sparkle Pixie Dust colors to their lineup. The uh, Corksicle keeps uh, cold beverages cold or hot beverages hot with its triple insulated stainless steel. It also has a flat non-slip silicone bottom. Man, I wish I invented silicone. God, that, that, everything is unbelievable. It's everywhere. Um, it is pricey, though. For about $25 for one corksicle on Amazon, you can get a 20-ounce Arctic tumbler for, for $8.79, which does almost the same thing. So the corksicle is $25, but you can buy a tumbler that's insulated, and it does the, so the same thing for, for like $8.79. Now, I have a 36-ounce Arctic bottle that keeps ice water for a couple of days and has a leak-proof cap for about $15. So that's still $10 less. And yes, I've let it set for three days and still had a little ice in the bottle and, and, and very cold water. I mean, it's fantastic. Uh, for wine, though, as with the silicone glass, you may not want to drink out of a stainless steel cup, but check out the Corksicle on uh, Amazon. I mean, uh, that's pretty cool. What are we at? Uh, 20, 20 something minutes, 22, 23 minutes. I forgot. Um, let's go ahead and, uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and close the show. That's all I have really. Uh, I mean, put this together and uh, see what I can do, but, uh, just to have a show and, and to let y'all know about uh, certain things that are going on and uh, we'll be back next, uh, next week. Uh, but in the meantime, be sure again, and I'll remind you again, Visit Florida State's Winery's Facebook page. Uh, Ron and Kathy have announced they still have some products and accessories for sale at really low prices. They still have accessories of all kinds, and the wines are heavily discounted. Uh, contact Florida State's Winery on their Facebook page or email allaboutwine at gmail dot, uh, allaboutwine101 at gmail.com. Again, the email is allaboutwine101 at gmail.com. Dot com. Contact them for details. But again, don't wait because once supplies are sold out, that's it. And speaking of that's it, 
that's it for this edition of All About Wine. As I mentioned earlier, Ron will uh, return next week. That's August the 9th, 7 p.m. here on Blog Talk Radio. So be sure to tune in next week for another live show that is all about wine. Uh, thank you for listening. I'll go ahead and close the show right now. And um, be safe. And uh, remember, wine is a consumable, so consume it. But if you have to store it, there are options out there for you. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. This concludes tonight's broadcast of All About Wine on Blog Talk Radio with your host, Ron. For show information, links to All About Wine on Twitter and Facebook, or to be a guest on this show, visit the show website at www.allaboutwinebtr.com. Archive shows are available for download on iTunes or on our show page at blogtalkradio.com forward slash allaboutwine. Thank you for listening. Drink responsibly, and we'll see you next time on All About Wine.